Okay, I'm going to say Mishnah base. We're holding in Parak Hay, Mishnah base. Um, I, I, by the way, I got a beautiful email last night from a, uh, someone that's a good friend of the Yeshiva. He's a wonderful person, a wonderful person. And, uh, he sent me an email to let me know that he's happy. So we started the Pikyavish room again, because we only do it after Pesach. And, um, he mentioned the Ha'ora, which I want to mention to the Olam. And I said yesterday, Chaim, that I said that Perkyovus might be, again, this is only my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, you'll prove me wrong, right, Yudla, that Perkyovus is probably one of the most written about Sforim that we have in the Torah after the Bible itself, of course, after the Torah, and maybe, you know, maybe I called it Pesach. So he mentioned to me, his own aura, which I think is also very nice, he said, he, in his opinion, Perkyovus is probably the second most important safer after the Torah. Right, he didn't say this, but this is obvious, Derek Eretz Kodma La Torah. Right, really, that's, that's one of the reasons, by the way, just to mention, just to mention, that, um, no, it's, it's actually Mufurish and Chazal. But what's the Pshat in it? And I'll actually prove it, Chaim, as well. Listen to this. You ready for this? I'll prove this as well. Here's my proof. One of the first Mishnayis that we have in the, in, in, in Torah Shabal Peh is Perkyovus. Okay, which is very interesting. What is it doing in, as the first Mishnah in Zerayim? What, shouldn't it be, I don't know where it should be, but, why is it the first Mishnah, and um, what's Pshat? So, this is a, this is a long shmooze, I don't want to get into it, because I really want to get to Mishnah base. But the main idea is I want to tell you is as follows. Batanur explains that the first Mishnah in Perukiyavis begins in Parik Aleph by saying, Moshe Kibble Torah Maharsinai. Moshe got the Torah from Maharsinai, and gave it to Yeshua, Yeshua Zakanian, whatever, it went to the chain, and that's how he got it to, to today. So the Batanur asked Akasha, why is it that you start Perkeyavas with that? Why do you start Perkeyavas with Moshe Kibble Torah Maharsinai and gave it over to the, gave it over and gave it over and gave it over and we have it today? Shouldn't that be the first Mishnah in Brochus, which is the first Mishnah in Shas actually? Brochus is the first Mesech in Shas, right? So the first Mesech in Shas should start Moshe Kibble Torah Maharsinai. Now we know how we got it. Now we move on to Torah Shabbat begins with Mesech Brochus. Why is it in Perkeyavas? Uh, sorry, I said the question a bit wrong a bit originally. Not why is this the first Masechta. Why is the first, why is Pirkei Yovis begin with Moshe Kibble Torah Sinai if that could begin the first Mishnah in in in, in Are you with me with the Kasha? You understand the Kasha? Fine, yeah? Moshe, you got the Kasha? Yes. It's important Kasha. Baratunur, I think I say Moshe this every year. Probably I said this last year also. Baratunur is such a big insight. Because we know, and we live with this idea that the Torah came from Moshe and Sinai. We know that. And we're going to put the beginning of Brachas Gavaldik. But people often make a mistake. And they think that what is the Torah? The Torah is Hilchas Shabbos, and it's Hilchas Brachas, and Tefillin, and Pesach, and Sukkot, and all the things that we have to do, which it is. What about, for example, good midas? What about good character traits? What about improving ourselves internally as people? That, that's nice. It's not Mamish Torah. That's, that's, that's nice. It's the Batalura. Right, before we start Perkyovas, which we know, as we said yesterday, Perkyovas is ethics. It's about becoming a better person. It's about trans- transforming ourselves into the people that we're meant to be. Oh, now we say Moshe Kibble Torah Misinai, because this is also Misinai. And that's how important it is to work on ourselves. You know, there are two books. And if the only are familiar with uh, Goisha books, probably not, but I picked this one up in Eichler's. When I was in Eichler's in Borough Park, I picked up a, a very, very interesting book. I gave Sharon it one time in Yeshiva a couple of years ago. We should probably do it again. And that was Stephen Covey's book 
called the seven habits, highly effective habits, seven habits of highly effective people. Anyone ever heard of it? I think it sold over 22 million copies. I picked one up in Borough Park in, in Eichler's and um, I went through it and actually two years ago gave share every week on a different one of the seven habits, Alpitoya. You can find it on Torah anytime, whatever, but maybe we'll do it again because it was really interesting. Now, when I started that series, I said there are a few books that people read for self-growth. Many, many books, but that's one of them. And there's another one called, in, called uh, written by Dale Carnegie, right? Anyone ever heard of Dale Carnegie? Uh, basically, how, how to win and influence people. So without going into... That's right, when friends, different versions, whatever. So what are the differences between the two books? The differences are as follows, and I think it's a very big insight. The differences are that Del Carnegie's book, How to Win Over and Influence People and Friends, whatever, is not about changing as a person. It's teaching you what to say and how to act so you can get what you want. That's a very un-Jewish thing. Stephen Covey's book, which again, he's a goy, but the Gemara tells us, Mufurish, Chochmah Begoyim, Taimin. There's a lot of Chochmah by Goyim, and we have, there's a certain Chochmah that we can sort of tap into by the Goyim. He writes a book, and his whole book is about what? It starts on the inside. And Mimele, when you change who you are, everyone around you also changes. And you're able to get what you want, and you're able to accomplish more, and be successful, and be effective, and everything else. It all starts on the inside. Rabbi said, Perkyavis is about that. Now today's Mishnah, Today's Mishnah is a crucial Mishnah. I want the audience to listen carefully because it is a Mishnah which I believe talks to every single one of us. Okay? Please listen. Please understand. Please internalize. Very, very important Mishnah. Again, you'll read the Mishnah with me. You won't even see the relevance. Like, how is this relevant to our lives? As we say yesterday, every Mishnah is relevant to our lives. We have to plug it in. Here we go. Parakeh Mishnah base. Asara Doros Me'odom Va'adnoyach. There were ten generations, right? Ten generations all the way from Odomarishan until Noyach. Lohidia to teach us, to inform us, for us to know that what? Kama Erechapayim Lefonov. How much patience Hashem had with us. Shekola Doris Machisin Uboin, all of the generations as we know after other mission, the generations after other mission were gefelach. There were videos that they were doing, there were marble, there were flogger, there was so much going on. And they all continued to anger, obviously there's a way of angering Hashem, but figuratively speaking, in a way that we can understand it, angering the Rabbani Shalom Yidla. And they kept on generation after generation angering Hashem. And what happened? Eventually, until eventually Hashem said, enough, genik. That's it. We're going to destroy the nation, destroy the world, start again. But, says the Mishnah, it took ten generations. It took ten generations to get there. That means this Mishnah is teaching us quite a few things and I want to explain to you what they are. Um, this Mishnah is teaching us two specific points that I'd like to make about this Mishnah, if I may. Okay? Two specific points about the Mishnah. And that is as follows. That, number one, sometimes... We, let, let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. I, I got a phone call yesterday from a fellow who is going through a very, very hard time. A very, very tough time. And the second part of what we're going to discuss is also going to be very negative to this as well. So maybe it's a good act to what we're going to say now. He's going through a very tough time in life. Things are not going well. As the words that he used to me is, my life is crumbling from beneath my feet. That's, that's what he said to me. And it's tough. It's, t- it's tough. I didn't have much to tell him. 
uh, there was very little I could try to do except to give him a chazak and whatever. But the point was, he said to me, I feel like God's like punishing me, he hates me, he doesn't like me, and he's doing all this because like, you know, which obviously I proved that to be completely wrong and irrelevant and doesn't make any sense. Why would the Rebbeinu have you in the world if he doesn't like you and wants to punish you? There's no, there's no sense to that. Right, the Rebbeinu doesn't do that. But you know what we see from this Mishnah? We see from this Mishnah that the Rebbeinu has endless patience. There's no, I mean, yeah, eventually, after ten generations, the Dara Mabal, it was Gefelech. It was Gefelech, and he gave him opportunity after opportunity, and Tshuva, and Tshuva, and Tshuva, and still not, still not, still not. And after all of that, he still gave him another opportunity, and still not. Eventually, he said, enough. We have, the world has to go, you know, to go on Chesed, Oilam Chesed Yibona, started again with, with Noyach, with Chesed, okay. But it shows us that the Rabboni Shalom has endless patience. When a boy turns around and says, it's Gefelech, I've done this Avera, then his man has just been, my Shmir Sainayim was Gefelech, my Zerah was Gefelech, diving with a mini was terrible, learning didn't exist, all these things, and we say it, and we think, oy, oy, oy. But one minute, just remember, the Rabbeinu Shalom has so much patience. He's waiting for us, and he's waiting in anticipation. He's excited for us to return to him, to do tshuva, to connect to him, to have a shaykhas. But just remember that the Rabbeinu Shalom has a huge amount of patience. That's a simple understanding of the Mishnah, what this has relevance to our lives. The Slonim Rebbe in the Siva Shalom has a beautiful idea, which I think we can integrate into our lives. And I want the Oilam please to remember what I'm saying for future reference, which should hopefully not be Nagaya, but if it is, please refer back to this Mishnah, Perakei Mishnah base. And the Nesiva Shalom explains to us this idea of what happened over here, of all of the Doris that happened, that came about from the Doris of Odom uh, until eventually, of course, we got to our Avram Avinu and everything else. Which, you know, Avram Avinu came along and gave us the schar, as the Mishnah tells us as well. We continue. Avram came along and he actually got the schar of all of them, which is something also important to mention. But the Nesiva Shalom, the Son of Rebbe, explains a very, very important insight. This idea that Avram Avinu got tested, and we know that Avram Avinu got 10 tests, and he passed those tests. And us as his children are a product of the success that Avram Avinu had for the test that he got. But the Solomon Rebbe says a very interesting insight. He says, look at the Lashon of the Torah when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tested Avram. What was it? Ve'elokim nisos Avram. Elokim is Lashon what? Din. Not Rachamim. Which means, which means that when the Rabbi Shalom tests a person, and I don't have to tell anyone here, the Rebbeinu tests all of us. I don't think anyone here can say I've never been tested from God. We may not have looked at it as a test. We may not have perceived it as a test, but it's all a test from Hashem. So as Hashem says it in Perikalif, everything is an assignment. When a Kaddish Baruch Hu did that, it's, it's a real test by the Rebbeinu Shalom taking away the Midas HaRachim and working Midas HaDin to see how you will work in that case. It's an opportunity for growth, but it has to be with Midas HaDin. It cannot be with me, this Hagachamim. Which means that every opportunity that we have through a test is an opportunity for real growth. The Ramban says that the Lashon of a Nisoyin is a Lashon of bringing yourself up. By every Nisoyin that you have, you have the opportunity to be able to grow. We spoke about this last moment. We spoke about Shemur Sinaim. How important that is. And let's be Mechazak ourselves again. That when we get a Nisoyin, 
It's an opportunity. And I want to tell you, somebody sent me a message. He sent me a message that he said, you, you, you need to know this. He said he was about to do something that he shouldn't have done on his phone. He was about to. And you know what he said? I'm not going to do that. But it was interesting because about an hour before that, he was missing one of the very important keys that he needed. He needed a key. And he was searching everywhere. He doesn't live in a huge place. It wasn't hard for him to check. He checked absolutely everywhere. He could not find the key. If he missed this key, he wouldn't be able to get in. It would be a whole situation. He didn't know what to do. He checked everywhere. Then the opportunity to look at something on his phone came up. And he decided, I'm not going to do it. But then he always heard of this idea that if you get tested, you can daven to Hashem. It's an ace rotten. We spoke about it also. He daven to Hashem. Hashem, you know, I, I just gave you something. I, I didn't look. I didn't press the buttons on the phone. Give me kind of, give me find the key. It's really important to me. He looked. He said, I think, I think if I remember correctly, it was less than one minute. And he found it in the most obvious place ever. He said he poshed, saw his tefillah being answered because of the koyach that he gave up something to Hashem. Every Nisoyan that we have is an opportunity. And every yid needs to go through an Nisoyan. It's who we are. And how many times do I hear complaints from people? And I get emails from people how life is so hard and it's difficult. And sometimes it is. And, and sometimes we have to recognize that, yes, it is hard. And there are challenges. And there are difficulties. But realize what they are. And what they can do for us. And how much we can become because of them. And look, the Mishnah tells us that the world was tested until Avram Avinu came along and he was successful and took Shakulam. He took the reward of everyone. Do you know what that means? That we have the opportunity to do that. We get challenged. And by the way, a challenge does not have to mean in Sanaim. It doesn't have to mean in health. It can mean a simple challenge. You're in the base medrash and you want to come to Seder. Or you're in your bed and you want to come to Shachas. And someone says to you, let's go out for the day. Or someone says, ah, let's go back to sleep. Or someone has an effort, let's go somewhere over here, that, and the other, and you know you're going to miss shit, you're going to miss state, whatever it may be. That's a challenge. It's a small challenge. It's a challenge. How do you rise up to that challenge? What do you do? Do you have to be able to have the koichos to do that? It says in the Sivish Shalom, that's what's got the secret to the success, is that everyone has to realize, that a yid has to understand, recognize, that yes, we have challenges, but they are opportunities for growth. And when we do that... And all of a sudden we get notos chakulam. That's the lashon over here, the kibbutz chakulam of the mission over here, which is an amazing, amazing thing. So the Rabbi Nishram, number one, has a tremendous amount of patience. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants the connection. He wants us to come back to him. He's waiting. So however far you've fallen, don't worry about it. You can always go back. But we also have to remember as well, life is full of challenges. It's full of tests. But they are for our good. They are for our benefit. There's a way that we can grow from them. But either Hashem tomorrow will do Mishnah